This podcast is sponsored by the movie Fatima, opening in theaters April 24. For more information, visit FatimaTheMovie.com. Well, welcome to this podcast. My name is David Carollo. I'm the executive director of the World Apostle of Fatima, Our Lady's Blue Army. And with me today is Barb Ernster, our director of communications. Welcome, Barb. Good morning, Dave. It's nice to be on with you today. That's great. Yeah. So we're um, here we are in, in uh, Lent. This is a series of podcasts. We'll cover different aspects of the Fatima message. I'm excited about this, this project. Uh, today, of course, we're in Lent, and I thought the, the good place to start would be on the subject of suffering. So, in, in uh, Barb, just in, in a word, uh, what is your your take on this? I mean, obviously, the the children suffered a lot. The children of Fatima, and of course, this movie that we the Fatima movie is uh, touches on that pretty strongly. I would like to get your your opinion on how you feel we as people should accept and understand the whole concept of suffering. Well, that was one of the main things I felt comes out in the movie. Um, the backdrop of it is, of, of course, World War One where there's a lot of suffering going on throughout the entire world. And one of the things I feel, and, and this is surrounding me, and I'm sure many of you, the suffering that many people are enduring right now, it's it's almost incredible, incredible people who have very strong faith. I know a number of men who are doing this Exodus 90 program where they're doing 90 days of very intense prayer, adoration, uh, fasting, giving up things, and, and there's many of them are going through some serious sufferings right now that they didn't anticipate. And so one of my friends even comment, commented, what is the Lord preparing for our men, our husbands, when this is what's going on? Yeah. And so it's, a, it's incredible to me, but I really feel that this is something as human beings, we have to grasp onto in our lives. We have to understand that even in the midst of many trials and sufferings, to keep our eyes focused on Christ and to just stay steady in that, in that um, calmness of of trusting in him and constantly saying that. And I know that in the movie Fatima and of course in the story, whenever you're reading Sister Lucia's memoirs, it comes through in the suffering she endured starting from that very first apparition. That's correct. That's correct. And the suffering of not only Sister Lucia and the other two seers, but of everyone in that town, Lucia's mother, of course, and what they bring out very well in the movie, and of course we've always discussed as an apostolate, is the difficult relationship between Lucia and her mother. Uh, that book, The Pathway of the Gaze of Mary, which we co-published with the sisters in Coimbra, really brings that out. I think I, I, I've always, that's what I loved about that book, is that uh, it showed that throughout Lucia's, Sister Lucia's life, that pain of, of, of the situation with her mother, who was never really totally on board for what happened, was always well, always an agony for her. And the interesting part, you have to put your, yourself into the mind of these people. Their entire lives were changed. Her family mm-hmm. particularly, they owned property, they lost their property, lost everything, and they suffered greatly for that. But then look what came out of that. Look at the, the shrine of Fatima. Look at the great abundance of grace that, that is, is available to so many people because of their loss. You know, you know, God leads us to things through suffering. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure the family at the time they're going through this, they couldn't even imagine what that land was going to be used for a no. hundred years later. I mean, look at how many people, the conversions that have happened there and the healings and, yeah. you know, people turning to God, how could they have ever, nobody could have planned that with the greatest marketing plan and the best digital technology. Nobody, nobody could have pulled that together. No, so when you, right when you, when you see Lucia and her mother struggling, her mother 
had a hard time believing in the apparitions because she didn't think anything this good, this great could happen in her family. And so you, you see the struggle for faith. I mean, she suddenly she didn't trust her daughter and Lucia didn't have the faith of her parents. It was, it was, a, it was a huge struggle. I think that was one of the first sufferings Lucia started to endure after that first apparition. And that's when she started to understand what our daily trials are really all about and that God wants these offered up to him. Well, you know, I've always, I've always gravitated towards sister Lucia, Lucia, um, and, and that nothing with with the other two children, the beautiful, simple lives they lived for the two and three years after the apparitions until they died. Beautiful, beautiful testimony. And of course they're now saints, but I've always looked at sister Lucia because, you know, they were called to quick heroic actions in a relatively short period of time. Sister Lucia was called to a life of heroic suffering. It may not have been as physical. It may not have had the same look. Okay. She was able to live her life to grow up into adulthood, but she, 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 she suffered a lot because one, she felt that the, the, that the Fatima message for many years felt it was not being promoted properly. I mean, she expressed those doubts for many, many years and it was an agony for her. And right. I think there's one scene in the movie at the very beginning when, when, uh, when the, uh, the, the, the author goes to see her and she says, you know, he asked her, you know, the question and she says, I haven't done enough for my mother, you know, right. and it's like that had to play on her for her entire life. I mean, did I do enough? You are going to be here a while longer, Lucia, to make me known and loved. You're going to learn to read and write. You're going to be mm-hmm. this 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 focus on the Fatima message. And even there, it expresses very well her doubt. Have I done enough? You know, right. we all look to ourselves when we see things not succeeding in the way we think they should. Well, and that's exactly why I look to Lucia a lot because she shows us that way of daily living. And and it's same with Saint Teresa of Calcutta. And I believe um, St. Teresa of Avila, you know, St. Teresa of Avila even kind of chastised the Lord when they were constantly running into pitfalls and said, well, no wonder you haven't, you don't have any friends. And I think about that often. Yeah. I mean, I'm among my family right now where, where there's a lot of suffering going on, even in my own family. And, and I often hear from my siblings, why doesn't God answer our prayers? And that's a, yeah. that's a heart rendering feeling that we all have. And it's, yeah. you have to just keep, focusing on God must be pulling something good out of this. And that's the main theme that I constantly tell myself, God must be pulling something good out of this. And with Lucia and her mother, again, the struggles that Lucia had her whole life, not really feeling like she was doing enough. And that is a constant feeling of people who work for the church and working on apostles. We often feel it. I mean, are, are we, is our message getting out? Are we doing enough? And I often look to Lucia to say, you know, this is the Lord's work. I just have to be faithful every day to my daily duty and he'll do the rest. Uh, that's exactly it. And I think we don't see the whole picture. See, every prayer is answered. We have to understand that. It's just maybe not answered the way we want. And sometimes the answer is no, okay, you know, or it's not, it's not, it's really not no, but God allows things to go the way they go. You see, we have this, this thing that we first decide what is best and then we pray for the success of that endeavor or that pursuit, okay? But isn't it better to first pray and ask God, where do you want me to go? How do you want this endeavor? That's, you know, we ask God to endorse our desires. Well, that's not the way it is. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like when, when our Lord rebuked Peter, get away from me, Satan. When he misunderstood what our Lord would have to go through, 
you know. Right. And he said, no, this will never happen to you. Then you don't understand why I'm here, is what he was basically saying to him, right? right? And that's what we have to, we have to understand that we don't, we don't see the whole picture. We mm-hmm. do not. And it's not meant for us to see the whole picture. And it's not meant for us to be satisfied. I know so many situations of people who lead maybe an organization, and we've seen them in our own organization, and then, and then they never see it to fruition. But that's God's plan. You know, right. Moses never, never entered into the promised land, remember. He led mm-hmm. the people there, and then he had to say goodbye as he crossed the Jordan River. You know? That had to be pretty painful for him when you really mm-hmm. come down to it. You know, right. and that's, I think, how we have to look at it. You know, we are, we are, you know, a pa- part of a patchwork, you know, and, and all together makes the whole picture. And I think this is, you know, once we understand that, I think we are, we're, we're able better to understand what God wants of us and the suffering and the suffering he wants. There is, you know, you look at martyrdom and it's a grand, beautiful thing. And we all have this heroic idea that I'm going to go out and I'm going to stand up with my head at the sky, praising God when they take my life. Well, that happens. And who knows? Some of us might be called to that, but most of us are called to a dry martyrdom of every right. day living our faith. And that's what such Lucia was actually lived. You know, and it's interesting how she told she told our founder that that was the essential message of Fatima. It's, it's not necessarily the praying of the rosary. She said that's important, but the essential message is to offer up every day our, our daily duty and our trials because that's the way we're fulfilling God's will. She said the rosary is right, and she said the rosary is the aid that helps us to accomplish that. It gives us the peace and the disposition to be able to accept everything that comes our way. That's every right. day. And so God wants us to bear patiently with everything in our lives. And again, to keep our eyes focused on him because we don't see the big picture. And many, many prayers take many, many years to answer. And sometimes what I've heard from spiritual readings is um, that sometimes it's for the, for the salvation of a person's soul or the salvation of someone in their family. We don't know what, what God's doing at work here. And I look at Lucia's long years in the convent and her struggles to get this message known and how she had to be so patient and indifferent almost to when things didn't work out. The, the whole sure. question of when she was asked, uh, why doesn't God convert Russia on his own? Or what, what, you know, the, right. Why isn't this consecration happening? She said, yeah. the same God who asked for it is, is the one who's allowing this to happen, is allowing its delay. That's and right. she had to wait 55 years. But, I mean, she was just so calm about that God was still at work. He, he was all powerful. He could have changed it in a second, but he was working on something. So, well, it's like, it's like salvation in itself. Okay. God does not, you know, he, he does not take it all the way. I mean, that beautiful, I, I always refer to the painting in the Sistine Chapel of the creation. And when you see the finger of God and the finger of Adam, they're not mm-hmm. touching. There's a gap between them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that gap represents what? Free will. Okay. And, 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 you know, you have to come the rest of the way. Adam had to push farther to touch the hand of God, all right? That, that, that's what that signifies, that we are not given. He does not take us. You know, he, he merited from the cross salvation, sufficient grace for salvation, but it was not given to all, okay? Right. It was for the many. When I think of that, I say, oh, my God, it's not for all. Well, there's sufficient grace for all, but he knew that not all would accept it. Mm-hmm. And, and he, saying that we had, this is where we part, really part company with our Protestant brothers, brethren, is that, is that, you know, this idea that, okay, you've accepted God, you're, and now you're saved. Well, 
ooh, you know, that's step one, okay? Right. You know, you have to aid in, you know, what, what does the St. Paul says, make up for what's lacking in the sufferings of Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. Not, not lacking because he couldn't do it, <laughs> lacking because by his divine will, this is what he wanted. Well, it's the same thing here. You look at Sister Lucia. You are going to be here a while longer. While longer, it's 88 years. Can you imagine for that young girl who saw the vision of hell, was promised heaven, saw her two, 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 the two people in her life who she truly shared this, this incredible experience with, are now gone. And she said, you know, she was scared. Will I be alone? Our lady said, no, I will always be with you. But, but can you imagine what that had to be like for her? Yeah, I, and there were times in her life where she was ready to go and she couldn't understand why God kept her on earth for so much longer. Dave, we're going to take a little break right now and then we'll be back in just a minute. This podcast is sponsored by the movie Fatima, opening in theaters April 24. For more information, visit FatimaTheMovie.com. Be sure to see the movie Fatima, opening on April 24th in theaters all over. Inspired by the true story of the events at Fatima in 1917, it is an uplifting film that captivates the human heart to the divine through the faith and trials of simple people whose lives were transformed overnight. This is a must-see for anyone who wants to experience the human aspects behind the extraordinary events at Fatima, Portugal in 1917. For more information, visit FatimaTheMovie.com. Well, welcome back. My name is David Carollo. I'm the executive director of the World Apostate of Fatima, Our Lady's Blue Army. And I want to welcome back Barb Ernster, our director of communications, and uh, continue our conversation in this podcast. Um, our subject, of course, today is uh, suffering in light of uh, the Lenten season that we're in. And we were, we were discussing at length the life of Sister Lucia, of course, in the movie Fatima, which we are, we're very happy to help promote. We... We, we see a lot of things that really depict the suffering of Sister Lucia, the, the ongoing uh, difficulties that she lived with. You know, right. Sometimes you say suffering, well, it's not always illness, it's, just, but it's more than that. It's this ongoing, maybe, oh, you know, concern that her mission wasn't being fulfilled. So anyway, Barb, where would we go from there? I think in our in our work, I think we find this all the time. We discuss often the initiatives and the things we're involved in, and the brick wall we sometimes we've run up against with certain things because of because of circumstances beyond our control, because of individuals. So many things that create difficulty for us. Right. But you know, dealing with that properly, I think um, you know, patience is that great virtue. And I think, you know, I often talk about this. Of course, my wife likes to say, you're the most impatient person I've ever known. She said, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, you know, yes, I am, I guess, impatient. Uh, And I think by nature, we all are to some degree, you know, but I think we, we have to, we have to, we have to accept what, you know, there's that beautiful serenity prayer. Help me to change the things I can to accept the things I cannot change and grant me the wisdom to know the difference. Well, I, I, right. I, I love that prayer because it yeah. really is something we all need to live by. And I'm sure Sister Lucia lived by that. Well, I have to say, you know, when I, when I can start my morning with a good solid time of prayer, it seems like my day does go better. If I don't get that time in, I can be more impatient throughout the day. And it is harder for me to stop and say, oh, this is a suffering. I should stop and offer this up. I should yeah. stop and be patient. I, I, I love the fact that Sister Lucia and 
she could say that prayer over and over in her life. Oh, my Jesus, it is for love of you, for the conversion of sinners. I mean, she repeated that prayer constantly. And little Jacinta, it was so easy for her to accept the graces. I mean, it wasn't easy. She got the grace to receive this supernatural grace. And those are things I long for. I think we all do. And I know, again, bring, going back to the beginning of our conversation, where I know some people that are really going through some horrendous sufferings where they, they're unemployment, there's um, you know, a loss of a, of a sibling or a, a child or a parent or just issues with children leaving the church and the, it's just such a suffering for parents. Um, there's just so many things that people are praying for and yeah. so often it feels like God isn't answering the prayers and I think that's where our faith really has to kick in high gear that we have to oh, yeah. really trust. I know a lot of people are being called to heroic trust right now yes. and that's almost by design i wonder if god isn't working in that way in many of our lives right now because of how difficult the world is getting well, in many ways we are in very desperate times okay i mean but again it is that is you know it, that's why we have to you know keep that eye on, on sacrifice and acceptance of suffering and things you know there's a quote from sister lucia uh, that i thought was beautiful so you know which says putting up with any sacrifices that are asked of us in our day-to-day -day lives becomes the slow martyrdom that purifies us and raises us up to the level of the supernatural through the encounter of our soul with god and yeah. the denial of ourselves is often the most difficult for our human nature. It is also the one most pleasing to God and meritorious for our soul. And that, that speaks volumes. Yes. And see, that came from Lucia's long years of suffering. She understood this so well, and she put these beautiful quotes together in her, her memoirs. I think these are from the book Calls from the Message of Fatima, which was yeah. a beautifully written book by her where you know you can open that book anywhere and find great quotes from her but she's going to be a saint someday i have no doubt this is a woman we should be praying for and praying for that sainthood and she's someone i turn to often she really shows us this day-to-day -day slow martyrdom which most of us are being called to live yes yes it's, uh, it's the uh, it's not i mean it's the grand martyrdom the bloody martyrdom that we we saw the great saints and that is that is a tremendous grace and and, and, and that type of thing but it's 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 the people who i think live the, the live lives of, of of slow quiet martyrdom and by martyrdom it doesn't mean you suffer every day and everything you do but but there is you know there is also monotony and, and that mm -hmm. type of thing and, 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 and uncertainty about your life and that, that's that's all. That's the suffering that most of us are called to. And I, right. think, uh, I think that, yeah, she puts it best. So uh, anyway, well, Barb, it's been great to uh, talk to you today about this this subject. We are, of course, the World Apostle of Fatima, Our Lady's Blue Army. And for more information, we ask anybody to go to our website, bluearmy.com. And we have so many, many resources there to help people learn, live, and spread the message of Fatima because it is the, the message more relevant today than it was in 1917, as uh, St. Pope John Paul II put it. And we also ask you to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Our Ladies Blue Army. We have a beautiful Lenten series with St. Francisco that we're running. It's every Sunday, and Patrick Sabat is doing our videos, uh, nice little reflections on the Beatitudes and how they were carried out in St. Francisco's life. And so that's a, another area to follow us, facebook.com slash Our Ladies Blue Army. Great, great. Well, thank you again, Barb, for being with me. And uh, well, this is the first of many podcasts. I hope that uh, 
uh, all of you out there have gotten something out of this. It's, uh, of course, our, our job is to bring the message of Fatima to you. And uh, please don't join us on, on our website at BlueArmy.com. If you're not a member of the Apostolate, find your way to that pledge and read that pledge that Sister Lucia worked out for uh, with our founder back in 1947. And it is the pledge to join us in our work and to become disciples of Our Lady. Thank you and God bless you.